You say, I'm Christy. I'm Christy. I'm Kyle. Yes. Enjoy. Like the same. Like. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay, ready? Okay, go ahead. Welcome to Truly Equal, a Christian egalitarian approach to marriage. I'm Christy. I'm Kyle. Enjoy. Welcome back to Truly Equal. This is episode number nine. And we are going to go through today uh, the next topic that we have in our Marriage as a Love Song series. Um, Before we get started, just wanted to remind everyone to um, subscribe to our website, which is trulyequalpodcast.com. And you can get weekly email updates when we release new content, whether that's a podcast uh, or a blog post, which um, I usually write. But yeah, there's definitely things you can uh, get with that. So go ahead and subscribe to us there. And also um, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And it's also available on Google Play and Stitcher as well. So um, again, back to the podcast about marriage is a love song. So, so far, just to kind of recap our kind of thesis as as far as the egalitarian marriage goes is that marriage is a love song and that's the framework we've chosen and so um, within that there's three components rhythm timbre and melody Uh, and so we're in the rhythm section and we've just covered love and commitment and now today we're going to be doing vulnerability so we'll start off with a quote from C.S. Lewis about this so yeah yeah. take it away thanks babe so we talked about why we did love first, then commitment, then vulnerability, because love creates this commitment, which we talked about last episode and the episode before. Right. So um, now we're moving into vulnerability. And this is a quote by C.S. Lewis that kind of tells us why it goes love, commitment, then vulnerability. So Mm -hmm. here's the quote. (laughs) To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Mm. That's from The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis. I love that quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I like it is just because it's so true, at Mm -hmm. least in my experience. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I would be like in my relationships, I'd go through a breakup or something I'd be like you know what I'm never gonna love again yeah yeah never gonna do that (laughs) and because it was really hard to right to have like that be broken and that that trust and be vulnerable and then be like no it's gone you know so yeah like I never want to experience that pain again I'm gonna like lock my heart away right you know and then you like read that quote and you're like oh well I don't want it to become unbreakable like you know (laughs) just like this hard cold like stone kind of thing so yeah yeah I really like that quote too (laughs) okay yeah so let's get into it um and we're going to start off with a couple definitions of vulnerability so it's kind of funny so I was doing research for this podcast and I first thing I did was google what is vulnerability or like a (laughs) definition of it you know so here's the definition I got from google 
And so the definition is vulnerability, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Okay. So that's one thing. And that sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. It sounds like you're like, <laughs> I would never want to be vulnerable. Yeah. I don't want to be attacked or harmed. Right. That's not what I want to do. So anyway, then I was like, stroke of brilliance. <laughs> let's hit up the Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not always. Don't always hit up Urban no. Dictionary. But I wanted, I was curious and I just said, well, why not see what it has to say? Right. So this is the top definition of vulnerability from Urban Dictionary. And it's so good. Mm -hmm. I just think it's wonderful. And it's a great, it gives you a a better perspective, in my opinion, than even the Google definition. So take that, Google. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so here we are. Urban Dictionary definition of vulnerability. This says, someone who is completely and rawly open, unguarded with their heart, mind, and soul. It happens when you trust completely. It's being exposed with all of the emotions that make it easy for someone you trust to really do emotional damage or healing. Mm. Vulnerability is the surrender of all control and personal power. Now that is a definition. That is a great definition. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the part where it talks about, because I felt like the Google definition was just saying, well, it's a way that you could be attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally but then urban dictionary said well you could you could be damaged or you could be healed right and you could have deep connection yeah and that is the positive side of vulnerability right and that's really important to include in the definition of vulnerability i think um i think it's also interesting because in our culture today i think I mean, I think the tides are changing a little bit now, mm-hmm. but but for the longest time, I think vulnerability was thought of this thing as like weakness, like right. it's like synonymous with weakness. So in that Google definition, um, it's basically like, oh yeah, it causes harm and pain. Like, why would you ever be vulnerable? Right. Kind of thing, you know. Right. But the Urban Dictionary, I think, is getting at this like you know new new movement. Uh, with was it Brene Brown's book? Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The power of vulnerability and how that's kind of like taken off. So I think there's like this new movement coming now that is being like, well, vulnerability also includes healing and restoration, and like it's good. It's not just weakness. Like it's strength. It takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable with someone. Exactly. So yes, and yeah. that that works perfectly out in marriage, where I feel like if both people can learn to be vulnerable um, after that, you know, love and commitment, which produces trust. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of time it would be really hard to be vulnerable with everyone you meet. Right. Because there would be potential for some serious damage that could be done. Yeah. For sure. Not discounting that. But also if you are vulnerable with a select group of people that you know and trust within a loving and committed relationship. Yeah. Then vulnerability can really like just take your relationship to a newer height yeah you know that it never could, what could have been before right it could be much deeper yeah less surfacey. <laughs> yeah we're, we're all about the surf or not no. about the surface <laughs> wait a minute 
let me say that again. Uh, we're, we're not about the surface. We're about going deeper and getting into the, the meat and potatoes or whatever you call it of relationships. <laughs> oh, no. Mm, those meat and potatoes. Mm, just eat them. <laughs> They're so good for you. Anyway. Yes. So um, so within this, this vulnerability uh, topic, I think we're probably going to break this into three episodes because um, we want to take a look at spiritual vulnerability emotional vulnerability and also a physical or embodied vulnerability yes so um but before we really dive into like those and and what that kind of means um i wanted to talk a little bit about how jesus is the person who like showed us vulnerability first or, or god showed us vulnerability and you know from that then we know how to be vulnerable ourselves so this kind of a theme throughout like our topic so far is that like God does this first. We see how God does that. And then therefore we can do that in our lives, you know, day to day. So there's this, there's this book called How We Love mm. by uh, Mylon and Kay Yurkovich. I yes. have no idea if I pronounce their names correctly. Oh, but well. <laughs> something like that. They're um, two cool, really cool people. Yeah, yeah. And we actually haven't read their book yet, but we watched this um, Vimeo video yep. that they did about like, kind of like an overview of what their book's about. It's about, I don't know, an hour, 45 minutes or something long. Yep. So we'll link to that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. But um, something that they talked about in there was the passage in Matthew 26, where Jesus is like with his disciples and it's before he's like taken away to be crucified. Right. Um which is like perfect for this week since this week has been Holy Week, you know? Yeah, Easter. Um, yeah, Easter and everything. So I'm just going to read a small portion of it and then make a few comments. Yep. So we have uh, Matthew 26, 36 through 38. It says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Hmm. So the point that um, they make in the, in the how we love series was talking about how Jesus was vulnerable with three of his closest disciples. So Kyle, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, it's dangerous to be vulnerable with everyone doesn't mean you can't be, but it definitely opens up a ton more like openings for pain and hurt than for like healing and restoration. (laughs) Yeah. And just, I don't know. I throw in another example, just like people on the internet that that post things that are vulnerable. You like read the comments and stuff there, or just like people, even with their arts, you know, they have it on the internet and it's like, you open it up to tons of just hate. Yeah. So anyway. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. Like it can be good to be to be vulnerable. Like we we try to be somewhat vulnerable on our podcast. Um, you know, also recognizing that that opens the door for hurtful or painful like comments or things to be said. Yeah. So you have to think critically. You have yeah. to be able to sort through like is this a good idea? Who am I sharing this with? Am I okay with the fallout? What could the fallout be of right. me being vulnerable like and, and yeah, right. And am I, am I okay with that? Yeah, so. exactly. So um, back to Jesus thing. So the first thing about being vulnerable is uh, Jesus has these emotions of like anguish and distress. And he tells his disciples about his stress and his pain. Mm-hmm. Like he's able to verbalize to them what it is he's feeling. 
So that's a key component of vulnerability is to be able to explain it to another person, these things that you're feeling. Right. Um, so, and, and so by that, obviously you have to include other people in it. You can't just like be vulnerable alone. Like <laughs> right. that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Vulnerable only happens in community. Right. right? Or like exactly. with another, with your spouse, even you can't yeah. just be vulnerable by yourself. Right. So, and or, then the whole yeah. like closest and safest friends, like it was three of the disciples, not all 12 of them. And it was the ones that like Jesus felt the closest to. Mm. So yeah, those are just some, some things like from that verse, from the, how we love series that we listened to that I thought was super interesting and helpful in understanding some of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And so with vulnerability, um, there's the element a lot about feeling like it's about feelings. Uh, it's a very big component of being vulnerable mm-hmm. and, uh, it reminded me when we were, I was I was thinking about this podcast uh, of a quote that I heard from Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if you grew up with that, listening to, or watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and um, just seeing uh, him talk and stuff, there is a a clip that's been like circling around the internet, um, and it's about when he was testifying in um, in like the Senate or something to keep public television like on and Mm -hmm. stuff and so he's kind of talking to the congressman about his show and what it was about and explaining like you know what the purpose is and stuff and he was saying that to to have the tv show be on the air um one of the things he wants the, the tv show to do is to help people know that feelings are mentionable and manageable Hmm. which i just thought was so profound um because i do think that a lot of times people don't think they can mention their feelings people don't think that when they do mention them how do i handle them yeah in in constructive ways right you know like instead of like flying off the handle if you feel angry and just yeah you know breaking things or um really damaging the people you love then if if we can admit that feelings are mentionable that we can have them and that they can be dealt with in constructive ways that just like really resonated with me too yeah yeah so that's really cool yeah um yeah so so going back to the the three different parts right that, that we want to talk about i want to give a quick definition kind of we that we came up with for each of the parts so mm-hmm. um so we have spiritual yep. is the first one and we'll be talking about more of that in this episode but the definition is expressing your thoughts and feelings about your beliefs especially in regards to your doubts and questions you have about that yes um then emotional is expressing your feelings through words and the physical or embodied vulnerability is expressing your feelings through your body Hmm. so we want to kind of dive into the the spiritual part of that which is expressing your thoughts and feelings about your beliefs and the doubts and questions that you have perfect yes (laughs) okay so I'm, I don't know, like what better way to start than like an example, Yeah, you know? Go for so, it. <laughs> okay. So um, part of being vulnerable, I think, is being able to trust first, you know, have that, that area of trust um, and then being able to open yourself up to ask questions about doubts that you have mm-hmm. about this. Um, so like in within that context, I... Um, grew up believing that God was going to send all Christian, all non-Christians, people that didn't believe that Jesus is God or the son of God or whatever, 
um, that he was going to cast them into hell and torment them forever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was a question that I had um, for God. Like, how does this work? Does Do you, like, is this really going to happen? Because I, I love my, let's say, like, my relatives or, like, my friends and stuff that aren't, quote, unquote, they don't call themselves a Christian. So, like, how how could you do this? I feel like it's not, it's not fair. It's not okay to do. And it was like, you know, a doubt that I had about how could you be loving God? Like, how could you do this? Um, and you know that the question in itself is a vulnerable question, right? Not regardless of the answer that you, that you get, the question itself is an opportunity for great damage or great healing. Yeah. So anyway, that was a question I had. Yeah. And I think like in the spiritual, it, it, it's like a lot of questions and doubts that can be directed like to God, but Mm -hmm. also in like your marriage, it can be those same kind of questions, like telling your spouse or, or the person that you're in a relationship with about these questions and doubts that you have, like for God. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. So it's like kind of both like, you know, me and God and then like me and Kyle (laughs) about God. Yeah. (laughs) Or or something like that. So. Oh yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Although like, so an example for me, like with me and God would be kind of the, the women in the church thing. Like growing up, it was sort of like, I don't think I asked this one as much like out loud. Like it felt like it couldn't really be a verbalized question like I wasn't very vulnerable (laughs) right with God on this one but like now looking back I think it was always in my mind like well God like like why can why can't women like lead in the Mm. church you know in how I was raised and well God does that mean that like you know you value women less than men Mm. like does that mean I'm not I'm not as valuable to you Mm. um you know kind of things like that is like that does that mean my my brothers are like worth more than I am hmm. like those kinds of questions, you know, but those are almost like too vulnerable for me growing up. I couldn't even really face them. Yes. So, but those would be questions like I have now looking <laughs> back on that time <laughs> that I had then I just couldn't really voice. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. I think to, to articulate with your words, the questions that you have, um, cause it, cause then it makes them real. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, or like even write them down. Right. You know, like if you have the, the question and then you write it down, you like kind of look back at what you just read at what you wrote and you're like, Whoa, I can't believe I just said that. Like, yeah. that's really you're like, that's not okay to say or think or feel or anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think that questioning is so important when it comes to God and spiritual things big questions you know whether it's like does god really exist is god good you know those are questions and like does god actually love people uh and so those are all huge questions that people have all the time yeah and it's not so much like trying to like oh i need to come up with these like questions for god so i can be vulnerable but it's more like the questions are already there it's just like letting yourself acknowledge that they're there kind of you know right. and, and then like bring them to god mm-hmm. like these questions you have like like with that or or you know with your spouse and in, in your marriage or something and being like yeah these are the questions i like struggle with you know in my faith like i doubt these parts of my faith i don't know mm-hmm. for sure if it's true like and it's very vulnerable because 
I don't know. I think I think our our um our beliefs like so everybody has beliefs. Right. Right? Not just like Christians, like any any kind of like religion you believe in, that's a belief or like just the belief in yourself, like right. you know, no one else is there for you, you got to like be there for yourself or the belief in like science or or whatever. Like all of us as humans, we have these beliefs that we hold on to and I think that we can get very like defensive when people attack them. So I think it's like kind of part of our soul. Like it's a very, I don't know. They're like core to our identity. Our beliefs are. Right. Um, so, cause it feels very personal when people like kind of judge you for beliefs or like attack them. You're like, no, no, no. Like this is true. I got to like hold on to this with all my strength. Cause it's like who I am. Right. <laughs> so the ability to like voice any doubts you have, mm-hmm. it almost makes you feel like you're weak or something or like, cause yeah. you don't know all the answers. Right. Like it's a very, I don't know, vulnerable position. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and, but I think the positive side of that, which I think the urban dictionary thing says so well, is that you can get hurt, but also you can be healed and you can have deep, deep connection that never would have been possible if you weren't, didn't have the courage to voice your vulnerable concerns or questions. Yeah. You know, like just to kind of tell you where I'm at with, the whole like hell question i took a further look at what christians have believed throughout the centuries and i came to the conclusion that there were a multitude of positions that people believe about hell and have believed about hell and that all of them while they all have a place and that one of the like that it's okay to believe different beliefs about hell and so i I actually was able to have great healing and a greater relationship with God because I realized that this whole construct that I had been told wasn't necessarily what all of Christians had believed and that there was another option Yeah, and that God could be something different than I had imagined. And um, it, it, that brought me so much closer to and, and made me feel that that God like does love as much as I do and God does like care about humans as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And so that brought me closer to God um in my opinion. So yeah, I think that the vulnerable the vulnerability piece is hard, but it can also be so so rewarding. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think for me even like, you know, going now being a part of a denomination that is like they're like yeah women can be like leaders in the church you know this is like (laughs) they were back in the bible days like and they can still be now like the way that they're interpreting the scriptures is a little different Mm -hmm. and so that's been very like healing for me you know being like oh i am like equal with men like Mm. god does love me just as much like he doesn't view me as inferior Mm. um and like my my opinions my voice it matters Mm. and and so that has been a very like healing process for me as well so yeah there can be a lot of good and and yeah healing that can come from vulnerability Mm -hmm. but it is a very scary process like and like a lot i think of my faith like i'm on this journey right now where i'm like in that state of questioning a lot of things i was taught growing up and that's it's a scary and a difficult place to be because I don't have all the right answers anymore. Like, Hmm. you know, I I can't just be like, well, this is what I taught. Here's the answer. Like, I know it's the right one. Like, I'm like, no, those are all the ones I'm questioning. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but it is really, it's a really like, 
you can grow a lot i think in that in that place and you can see the world differently yeah so yeah it's beneficial (laughs) i yeah i really agree for me too so um yeah i think that's a good start as far as spiritual vulnerability goes yeah um i don't know is there anything else you wanted to say about spiritual the spiritual side of vulnerability i don't think so i think that was that was most of what i had okay written down if you guys i mean unless you want to talk about like parts where you and i have been i feel like it's more just like you and i have talked about these same things that we've talked about to god yeah you know okay you well so just to kind of go over that that. Yeah. yeah so i feel like it was hard so i had an experience of god in china that was very different than what i and i've talked about this earlier on the podcast you can you can listen to previous episodes um but it was very different than the god that i had grown up with so and i had i was given some answers that really felt felt in my heart and soul that this is what god is um, more so than what I grew up with. So then I was very scared to come and talk to you about it when mm. we first met in China. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure. I knew that you wouldn't agree with me. I didn't. <laughs> no, I knew that already. <laughs> and I was scared to be vulnerable because I, I liked you. And so like th- there's a choice that's like, okay, do I like, you know how a lot of times there's the the guy in the movies or the TV show that's like, yeah, I go to church. Like, of course, you know, you're so beautiful. Uh, I'll say whatever I need to, to get you to, you know, be with me and stuff. So like I could go that route or I could be like, this is what I'm learning. This is what I think is right. And now I'll now also, this is what I think is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I'm going to tell you, and it was really hard, but But it created a lot of really good conversations between us from the very start of when we met. Right. Yeah, I just felt like that was so foundational. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I loved that, like, talking about those things with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can think of a specific example for, for me. Like, I just think in all of our marriage, we always talk about, like, these different beliefs, like, I have of God or, like, what I'm wrestling through or different doubts or questions. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about them together, so... I, I don't know if I can think of an actual example, but <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. So that, that does it for spiritual vulnerability. Yeah. So if you guys have any thoughts or questions on this, or if you have an experience and you're willing to be vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please leave us a comment. Tell us about it. Uh, email us too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, Thank you so much to everyone who left uh, a comment or a rating on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, we see those and we're really excited and happy about those. And um, yeah, so keep it up. And if you would like, leave us a comment as well there is, uh, too. So yeah. yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye.